Hello and welcome to Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm Gib Gerard. Today's show is brought to you by none other than Scott Allen Turner. The Scott Allen Turner Show is, uh, it's, it's a basically, it's about your money. So if you want to save some money, you want to make some money, this is the show for you to listen to. Scott is a financial rock star. He went from a money moron at age 22 to a self-made millionaire 13 years later, by using the exact same ideas that he shares on his show. So Scott will help you get out of debt faster. He'll help, help you save more money than you're saving right now and help you to retire rich. You can get his best-selling book, 99-Minute Millionaire, on audiobook for free by visiting scottallenturner.com slash life. That's S-C-O-T-T-A-L-A-N-T-U-R-N-E-R.com slash life. Now, our show is also brought to you by Sock Fancy. You may not know me very well, but there's one thing that you should know is that I am a sock guy. Some people wear weird ties. Some people have uh, big fancy watches, although I do like watches. But I wear the fun, quirky socks. I go into a meeting. There is always a splash of color hiding underneath my pant leg. And uh, what better time to get the man in your life a sock subscription with Sock Fancy than Father's Day. It is the perfect Father's Day gift. If you want to get me a Father's Day gift, get me some sock fancy. They sent me a whole package. It, it looks beautiful. It makes, it makes socks look like you're buying an Audi. That's how nice the whole, the whole process is. Shipping is free all over the world. You'll get these crazy cool socks delivered every single month. If you don't like them, you send them back. You can get a new design. They want you to be happy. It is truly a gift that keeps on giving. So now is the time. Set it up for Father's Day. You can get your loved one a three-month, six-month, nine-month, or a year-long subscription. Sock Fancy will handle the rest. Here's all you have to do. You go to SockFancy.com slash Tesh. When you do that, they'll add an extra pair of socks to your subscription for free if you enter code Tesh at checkout. Once again, that's Sock Fancy, just like you think, S-O-C-K-F-A-N-C-Y.com slash T-E-S-H. Enter code T-E-S-H at checkout, and you get a free pair of socks added to your subscription. So before we get started, uh, officially, I just want to do a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I want to thank you guys for the reaction to the ketogenic stuff that we've been doing. We have been really excited to share that stuff with you. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to share some more information we've been trying to get, and she's been amazing. Uh, Leanne Vogel, who wrote one of my favorite keto books, she's going to be on the podcast coming up. We're just trying to make it work for her schedule and for our schedule, and so far. She's been so accommodating. So look, looking forward to having Leanne Vogel on the show. Uh, she wrote one of the, my favorite keto books. So uh, that's that's one thing. The other thing is it's just me today. Uh, John has the flu. He's out with the flu. And when John has the flu, Connie is the only person in the world who can take care of him. So uh, you, you got me. And one of the things that, that we always talk about, if you listen to the radio show, you, you listen on the podcast, uh, John and I talk about how we have an informal book club going on where he and I will pick books and we will read them together or separately and then discuss them. Uh, it's, it's very informal, but we've read some really amazing books, people that we're going to try to get on the podcast uh, as, as we go along. I want to let you guys know, and I'll put a link to buy it in the show notes in the description so that you can find it. It is Barking Up the Wrong Tree by Eric Barker. That is the book that John and I are reading this week. If you want to read it with us, Barking Up the Wrong Tree by Eric Barker. Here we go.
So like I said, it's going to be me today. Uh, Today's show is going to be just a little bit different than how we normally do things. First and foremost, we are going to talk about parenting. Now, if you think I don't have kids, I don't care about kids, we're going to talk about it in a number of contexts. I, however, do have kids, and uh, I I actually host a or MC a comedy night uh, in Los Angeles. If you're ever in Silver Lake on Thursday nights, hit me up on Twitter, and I will tell you how to get it's at Gib Gerard. I'll tell you, I'll bring you to the comedy night. Uh, But I was I was recently writing a joke for the show, and uh, it goes a little something like this. I have a love-hate relationship with my kids. I love my kids, but I hate my life after having kids. And I think that's true of a lot of people. If we're perfectly honest, having kids is amazing, but you give a lot of yourself. And I don't know about you, but I spend so much of my time second-guessing every single thing that I'm doing. Am I completely messing my kids up for the rest of their lives? What is the smartest thing to do? Should they be vaccinated? Should they not be vaccinated? Should they have a, li- a high fat diet? Should they have a high carb diet? Is milk okay? That's another, is milk, milk, it's, it's a standard. Is milk okay? All of these things have been a part of the questions that I've asked. And uh, we have a lot of stuff on the show about parenting styles, how to be a better parent, all of the things that you need to know in order to be a more, I'm going to say it, intelligent parent. So one of the first things I wanted to start with you guys is for those of you that don't have kids, if you're thinking about starting a family, if you're looking, if you want to get started, you might want to get a dog or a cat first because new research shows that women who have animals have healthier babies. Epidemiologists at the University of Alberta's School of Public Health asked more than 700 mothers about the pets they own during pregnancy and for several months after the baby was born. The result, babies whose mothers were exposed to pet germs during pregnancy were much less likely to pass along dangerous germs during delivery, which I find fascinating because if you think about it, pets are just dirty. So if you're exposed to them, it's incredible that that actually makes your kids cleaner, Uh, especially when it comes to ones linked to serious infections like sepsis, pneumonia, meningitis, and babies that are exposed to furry animals, especially dogs, had significantly higher levels of two beneficial types of gut bacteria and had a much lower risk of developing allergies or becoming obese. The researchers predict that just like with probiotics, one day we'll be able to take a so-called pet in a pill where people who aren't around animals will be able to ingest the health-boosting pet microbes that fight against allergies and obesity. We do not have a dog. We do not have a dog not because we don't love dogs. We don't have a cat because I'm allergic to cats. We don't have a dog because they require so much time, and uh, I have so many children that I have no time for for a dog. I take care of John's dog all the time, Lucy. She's great, and my kids are exposed to that, but I just don't have time for the dog. But this is a compelling argument for getting a dog. I mean, if you think about it, if you're looking to be a parent and you're wondering what the best thing you can do for it, apparently it is being a pet parent first. And I know a lot of people out there are pet parent for our pet parents first because maybe they don't want kids or maybe they're maybe they're putting off kids until later. Turns out it's one of the best things that you can do if you're going to start a family. Now, one of the things that I um, I struggle with a lot is I'm, I have my oldest kid. She's got a she's got a strong personality. She's got a leadership oriented personality, and one of the issues that comes with that is that she has a really hard time sometimes making friends. And I, I don't know about you, but I have a very serious tendency to try to fix that, to get into whatever uh, social situation my daughter's in and make it so that she's the cool one and that people want to be with her. And by doing that, I'm not really helping her develop. 
Um, and that's, you know, that's a thing called helicopter parenting. And we've talked a lot about it on the show and how, and I totally get the temptation. And before I even go any further, I'd like to point something out. What I'm going to relay today has nothing to do with what, with one parent being better than another. You guys know your kids, uh, or if you're planning on having kids in the future, you'll find out that whatever you think you know about kids when you have them is you throw that book out the window because it is totally different than what you expect. And everybody does it just a little bit differently. It doesn't make one person better or worse than the other. It's, it, it's, uh, we're, I'm just relaying the information about trends and what certain experts say. So I, none of this comes with judgment. I promise you should see my living room right now. It looks like a, an island of misfit toys that have been digested by animals. There is no judgment coming from me, just so you know. So we know what helicopter parents are. I'm also a lawnmower parent, which is a weird thing. That's where you don't just hover over your kid and make sure that everything works out. You actually go ahead of your kid, you get, if you get the lawnmower metaphor, and you smooth things out so that they feel like they're making their own choices, but there's no obstacles in the way. That also, <laughs> obstacles, just like with anything, it's like with the um, butterfly. If you cut the butterfly out of the cocoon, its wings don't properly develop. It's the same thing with kids, and I have a horrible tendency. So the new trend, and this is from uh, senior rabbi David Volpe, it's called helium parenting. He says that we should hold on to our kids as if they were a balloon. So instead of hovering above them, controlling their every move, like I was talking about I do, or being a lawnmower parent and clearing things out in front of them, we should just let them rise and float. And if you think about how you hold a helium balloon, you hold it kind of gently by the, by the string. That's how you should hold and direct your kids. So you're still holding on to them, uh, but, but, and you're still making sure that they're secure, but you're not controlling them the way that you do when you're a helicopter parent or when, of course, you are the, uh, the lawnmower parent. Um, Robert Volpe says, most parents, we monitor our kids too much. We drive them everywhere. We won't even let them outside to play. We prefer that they sit in front of a screen all day. If that sounds like you, that sounds like me. Rather than let them experience any kind of risk, I recently went away for the weekend, took my kids camping. And uh, if, you, if you've never gone camping, it's, it's just a whole bunch of dangers that are surrounding you everywhere you go. There's creeks, there's, there's other people, there's roads. It, it, it's, it can be very dangerous. So I tried something I haven't done before. I gave my kids boundaries and stayed away and let them explore. And I, I, had, I had panic attacks. I, I, it, was, it was a hard thing to do. But what ended up happening was my kids found all kinds of ways to do imaginative and innovative play. There was no option for an iPad. There was no option for a phone. So they were forced to just be out there and do it. And I felt like I didn't know about, uh, about this helium parenting before I did this. But in, 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 in doing it this weekend by accident and then reading about this today, I was amazed at how much it works. Uh, the other thing that we tend to do is I think human beings in general we are terrible assessors of risk. We look at a situation and we assume that risk is in one column when there's a much greater risk in another. Like we spend a lot of time worrying about getting murdered versus the much more likely thing of us dying of heart disease, right? So you sit inside, you lock yourself inside, you don't ever go outside because you're scared of getting murdered when what you really need to be doing is going outside for a jog. That's how we, that's how we live our lives because we are bad at assessing risk. Gavin DeBecker is a child safety expert. He wrote the book, Protecting the Gift. He says, over the past two decades, murder and robbery rates have been cut in half and sexual assault is down over 30%. And a child is a lot more likely to have a heart attack than to be kidnapped by a stranger. Think about that. 
But a few parents, we obviously I don't I don't worry about my kid having a heart attack, and it's good because it's extremely rare. Kidnappings are even more rare. So I have been told by my mom uh, that you know watch out when your kids are playing in the front yard. Somebody could just pull right into the driveway and grab the kids. Turns out that is a highly highly unlikely scenario, uh, and and to spend time and energy worrying about it is not only bad for us. Rabbi Volpe says when we parent by panic, in other words, worrying about those very unlikely dangers, we damage our kids and make them fearful and unwilling to take the risks that they're going to need to take later in life. That's why he recommends this helium parenting concept where you let your child rise like a balloon, and eventually you let go of the string, and then they go off to college or what have you. So I, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to try this a little bit more. The only problem with that is that I actually have to trust my five and three-year-old to, to stay within the boundaries that I outlined for them. And they are at a stage where they're so independently focused that uh, I worry about that being the case. But the reality is, this is a good way to do it. Find a way to hold the string. Hold on loosely. Wasn't that a song in the 60s? Because hold on loosely. Don't let go. Okay. Sorry, I digress. Uh, but you know, this idea of getting the kids outside, getting them away from screens is great. And it turns out it's, uh, it's not a great way to soothe your kids. It's time to take the iPad away from your kid and find another way to keep the baby from crying because the latest research finds that babies allowed to play on iPads may have speech delays. That's according to pediatricians and scientists at the Hospital for Sick Children in Toronto who studied nearly 1,000 babies and toddlers. They found the more time children between the ages of six months and two years spent using their handheld screens, such as smartphones, obviously, tablets, iPads, electronic games, the more likely they were to experience those speech delays I just talked about. The study found that every 30-minute increase in daily screen time was linked to nearly 50% increased risk of what the researchers call expressive speech delay. That's when a child uses sounds or words to get attention or help puts words together, and the number of words the child uses are depressed. This is the first time an association has been found between electronic devices and a child's speech development. Now, this is a hot-button topic, I know, for a lot of parents. Uh, In my parenting group, it is absolutely a hot-button topic for us because here's the thing. We have these screens everywhere we go. Our kids see us staring into them everywhere we go. So we ourselves need to start behaving better when it comes to screen time. And then uh, otherwise our kids will never get it. And secondly, it's really hard to go to a restaurant with a kid and not give them an iPad. The iPad is such an easy way to get them to quiet down or any kind of tablet that why wouldn't we do that? But it turns out there is a serious issue when it comes when it comes to it. It reinforces what the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends, which is no screens at all for children younger than 18 months, which makes sense, other than video chatting with family. So, you know, the FaceTime, Skyping stuff. And that's because the noise and activity of a screen can be distracting for a baby and toddler and can cause a disconnect between them and their parents. So that, that screen, which I know we're all addicted to, is so addicting that it can actually interrupt the bond between child and parent. That's how unbelievably addicting the screen is. I get it. Full disclosure, I use it, okay? So I'm coming coming to this as a parent who has given my kid uh, my phone in, in situations where I need to keep them quiet and they play games on it because I feel like I'm out of options, but it is, so I'm just admitting I'm a terrible parent. I do this 
we, I'm sure we all do it, but it is bad. The first two years of a child's life form the basis for language development. It's extremely important. And delayed speech can lead to all kinds of problems when they start school and learn to read and write because they haven't had the practice. So if you needed another reason to uh, get your kid reading, another reason to get your kid coloring instead of playing with the, with the, with the screen time, then now, you have, now you have all the reinforcement you need. So screen time is actually an issue that we can have uh, as parents. But there are a lot of old wives' tales out there. And uh, let's see if you guys can figure out if they have any basis in truth or not. So I don't know if you've heard this one, but uh, kids who play basketball or other sports grow taller. Well, that is obviously patently untrue. According to pediatrician Dr. S. Daniel Gangione from Providence St. John's Health Center in Santa Monica, California, he says jumping and stretching have nothing to do with growth of bones and muscle, but he still recommends encouraging your kids to stay active because exercise help ki- helps kids grow stronger physically and mentally and helps them maintain a healthy weight. It just won't make them taller. So I, I don't, I've never heard that whole wives' tale before, but it was listed. How about this? If your kid loves caffeinated beverages like soda, lattes, and energy energy drinks, will it stunt their growth? Now, I heard that growing up. Don't ha- I went to a very competitive high school, and I was told not to have coffee in junior high and high school because it would stunt my growth. Well, according to Dr. Gangione, he says, no, caffeine isn't necessarily healthy for them, but it's not going to mess with their growth. It'll mess with their sleep cycle. And experts say that kids... Are you ready for this? Need 9 to 11 hours of sleep a night. And uh, coffee drinks, I don't know if you've experienced this, but I have, can trigger upset stomachs and gastritis. Uh, it is a side effect that I'm willing to endure when it comes to coffee because I love my coffee so much and I got addicted to it when I was in high school, but it turns out it had nothing to do with my, uh, with my height. The final old wives tale uh, I want to talk to you guys about, and I've heard this a lot too, Will holding a baby in a standing position make their legs grow crooked? I've heard that if you if you hold the baby up and you let them feel the weight on their legs, that it'll bow their legs out. I'm sure you. I'm, I've heard that a lot. Well, it turns out not true. The only way babies will develop crooked legs is if they're forced into a standing position for long, extended periods of time, like in a bouncy chair or baby walker. They have no official recommendations for how long it's safe for babies to stay in those contraptions, but up to 30 minutes a couple times a day should be safe. I use one of those jumpers for my seven-month-old to, uh, to keep him entertained while I go and do other stuff. So just remember, 30, mu- 30 minutes a couple times a day should be safe. I have never been able to let... It, he doesn't stay in there for more than 10 minutes before he starts screaming to go somewhere else. So 30 minutes would be a tough sell anyway, but just make sure that you keep... Uh, you keep your kid limited to how much they they spend uh, in the in the in those jumpers. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I'm going to give you guys a trick to get your kids to eat their vegetables. Stay with us. Well, our show today is also brought to you by Dolby Voice. Now, I don't know how much you guys use conference calls. We use conference calls all the time, and I would be I would be understating it if I said that they were awful. Uh, It is not a good optimal environment for creative collaboration. There's a reason why lawyers love conference calls so much is because it's so hard to hear everybody and they bill by the hour. So it ends up taking twice as long and they get twice as much money. Uh, So save some money on your lawyer bills by getting Dolby Voice and their Dolby conference phone. they, they, They took me through this stuff. The guy put me on the phone. I had headphones in and I was on my computer. I didn't have any special contraptions. I just downloaded an app into my computer. He had one of the special Dolby conference phones. 
when he walked around the room, I could hear him in stereo moving in my headphones. That is how incredible and realistic the sound is. Obviously, you guys know Dolby. That's the company that does the 5.1 and the 7.1 surround sound. They have made a killing making movies sound excellent. Now they can make your conference calls sound amazing. And like I said, it's going to save you money on lawyer bills because they won't be able to charge you for the three hours. They're only going to get to charge you for the hour and a half because conversations are going to flow. Decisions are going to get made. Innovation is going to increase and they are going to be left with a smaller bill. I'm talking about, of course, your lawyers. So additionally, Dolby Voice and Dolby Conference phones are integrated with leading Bluetooth conferencing solutions such as BlueJeans Huddle. So it'll it'll work with a lot of what you already have, the infrastructure you already have. If you want to hear it, because to hear it is to believe it. Believe me, I've heard it and it's amazing. You can check out Dolby Voice today. Visit dolby.com slash tesh for a free demo. That's D-O-L-B-Y dot com slash T-E-S-H. Maybe you're in a situation in your life where you've never experienced a conference call, so you don't know what I was just talking about. Maybe you miss conference calls and you want to get back out into the workforce. Well, obviously, in order to do that, you've got to submit a resume. And let's be honest, resume writing sucks, which is why there exists ResumeWritingSucks.com. If you want to land the best internship, if you just graduated and you want to stand out because every college graduate is going to be turning in a resume that has all the same internships and course credits you got to stand out. Go to experts. They know exactly how to tailor your resume for each job that you apply for. They have an amazing all-in-one platform that will problem-solve your resume for you. It's ResumeWritingSucks.com. It perfectly tailors your resume. It'll, it'll scan and edit the resume in real time. You can watch it happen. Best of all, it is completely free. Get your dream job. It can make or break, your resume can make or break your chances of getting that dream job. So go to resumewritingsucks.com, start creating your perfect resume today. That's resumewritingsucks.com. Now you may notice that I, uh, I can talk a lot. Well, one of the things that I use to help me with that are things called nootropics. And my favorite nootropic that I've been using lately is called Boost. I have ADD and I find that uh, if I take normal ADD medication, it ruins my creativity. I can't write. I can't do all of the things that that my job requires me to be able to do. But with NeutroBoost, I'm actually, I still retain that creativity, but with a laser-like mental focus and better recall, faster memory. It's unbelievable. It's like, do you guys ever see that movie Limitless where the guy takes the pill and all of a sudden he can see stocks? That's what NeutroBoost is. It's 100% safe. I took two today. I feel fantastic. I've been able to care for my kids and get work done simultaneously. Uh, I, I cannot recommend it enough. All of the Silicon Valley coders, the people that code all of the stuff that you hear, they are taking stacks of cognitive enhancing compounds that are in NeutroBoost. So if you're a hustler, if you're a striver, if you're a thriver, if you want to get the most out of your life, you can go to NeutroBoost, trynutroboost.com. It'll increase your productivity. For a limited time, they're going to give you a free 30-day supply. That's a $60 value. All you have to do is you pay less than $5 for shipping. So you head to trynutroboost.com slash Tesh, that's T-R-Y-N-O-O-T-R-O-B-O-O-S-T.com slash T-E-S-H. You claim your free trial. Uh, get it soon because they're going to run out. So trynutroboost.com slash Tesh. Okay, so I don't know about you, but uh, I'm trying to get my kids to eat well. Maybe your kids are different, but if there are chicken nuggets or grilled cheese anywhere near them, that is literally all they will eat. 
But uh, obviously, we talk a lot about the show, about the importance of vegetables for vitamins. And so it's really important that my kids eat their vegetables. I just can't get them to do it. So here are what the experts say are the best ways to get your kids to eat their vegetables. The first thing you can try is to make them into a smiley face. So you make, I don't know if you guys ever saw Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure, but you can make the like the, the, the pepper, the bell pepper, like the mouth, and you put little olive eyes and carrots and stuff and you get them to eat it. It actually will help them, uh, it will actually help them to eat their vegetables more be, yeah, for obvious reasons. Or you can melt a little cheese on their spinach in the shape of a smiley face. So this, this face concept uh, is it's, it's built into all of us. So we are hardwired to respond to a smile by smiling back. And if that smile is made from green beans, that'll encourage kids to eat, are you ready for this? According to research, 30% more vegetables. So just rearranging on the plate, you don't have to change anything that you're cooking, anything in your workflow, because I, I don't know about you, but my home workflow is, is very tight. In other words, there's not a lot of room for me to change anything from day to day. I barely make it through the week breathing, so I'm not about to make new vegetables. My kids are going to eat the vegetables that I make, and that's the end of the story. This will get them to eat 30% more. This is from Harvard Research. Smiles are welcoming, and it'll get your kid to try new foods. I have not tried this. Um, I would love to find out if you guys have tried it. You can find me at, at Gib Gerard on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash John Tesh. You can post some pictures of your kids eating some of the ridiculous smiling food. It sounds dumb. It sounds ridiculous. But I am absolutely going to be trying that in the near future. We had artichokes for dinner tonight. Uh, and uh, I don't know how to make an artichoke smile. I, you just give them, you douse it in butter and they eat it. So you kind of lose the health benefit. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that with green beans and make like a little smiley face and then joke about eating the kid's face, which I, and I know is kind of gross. But whatever I can do to get my kid to get vitamins is something I'm willing to do. That's why they made gummy vitamins. Because your kid won't eat vegetables, you got to make it, you got to fill it with sugar and put, a, put it in a character. That's what gummy vitamins are. And now, uh, now you, don't, you can skip that line at the, uh, at the grocery store and just buy the green beans, make it into a smiley face when you get home. Um, when we had kids, it was not a very glamorous moment. Um, I, I don't know about any, I don't know what, what your experience in the delivery room was like, but it was not something that we shared on social media. It was not something that I thought was a shareable moment for anybody beyond the immediate family. But it turns out having a baby is actually getting more glamorous because these days, a lot of moms-to-be, they're bringing in hairdressers, makeup artists, professional photographers. The on-demand beauty app Glam Squad will actually help you book for delivery room stylists. It's jumped 30% in just the past six months. According to the New York Times, the postpartum grooming trend is fueled by our obsession with, of course, social media. So you want a, you want a birth that looks good on Instagram. Uh, you want to have all of that in the exact moment that your baby was born, and you want to look great for it. Parents, you're posting the pictures online, and uh, and so you're gonna need you you need the full Glam Squad. So there's an app again, Glam Squad. You can book all that stuff. I think this is one of those to each their own thing, but I think that's a little ridiculous. At a certain point in our lives, there's some moments that need to be private, and I I totally know that we share so much on social media. I'm an oversharer. I, I share a lot about parenting and stuff, but I feel like that's one of the most amazing moments any human being can experience is watching another person come in to the world. And it is such an intimate, amazing thing. Why not just keep it in that small group of people? That's my opinion. 
If you disagree with me, I would love the hate mail at Gib Gerard. Tell me why I'm wrong. Um, by all means, do whatever the heck you want. But that's that. That's my that's my take. Going back to the uh, the picky eating thing that we were talking about before, and the and the smiley face vegetables. Uh, if you want to get your kid to actually eat vegetables for their whole life, you need to start them before their first birthday. According to new research, the best way to get kids to like vegetables is to simply keep offering them a variety of vegetables during the first year of their life when kids are most uh, receptive to new foods. We got ourselves a blender. Now, you can buy baby food at the, floor, at the store, and I don't know about you, but baby food at the store is some of the most expensive. It, 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 there's gold in those jars with the little baby face on them. I, uh, there must be, because that's the only thing that could justify a price tag that high. We use them, we get them, because you, know, we, we, we ha- you have to, I guess. But one of the things we found, if you, if you invest in a really good blender, you will save a fortune in baby food, and you can try all kinds of foods. So what we do is we take, we, um, well, I say we. Can I be perfectly honest? My wife is doing all the work. We get, you take carrots, you can boil them. You take sweet potatoes, you boil them. You make them, and then you throw them into the blender, and you, and you make the puree like you see at the store, and then you put that into ice cube trays, put that in the freezer, and what you have are single-serving frozen baby food bites. This is the biggest money-saving hack I could ever give to you guys, and, that, and with that, you can try a wider variety of foods. So uh, if you want to get your kid to eat vegetables for the rest of their lives, invest in the blender, save a fortune, get them to eat to eat vegetables. We uh, believe very much in our kids becoming lifelong learners. Learners, um, We talked before about the importance of not having a lot of screen time. Well, what is the best way to, to get your kid to, to develop their brain to be a lifelong learner? Is it flashcards? Is it puzzle games? We, we spent a fortune on those. I don't know if you've had those wooden puzzle games by... Uh, I forget the name, Kate and Charlie or whatever the, that everybody has. The wooden puzzle, we, we, they're so expensive and we have a ton of them and people get them for gifts. Thank you. Uh, what about an abacus? Are, are these the best ways to make your kid smart? Well, actually, none of those matter. The most important thing you can do is to get your kid regular naps, which to me is a tiny little gift in the middle of the day. According to a new study in the journal Child Development, researchers recruited 40 toddlers ranging in age from three to five, and had them all play memory games. The catch was that some kids took hour-long naps between game rounds, while the rest took no naps. The result? Nappers consistently retained 10 to 15% more information on average compared to the non-nappers. Now, that's, that's going to pay dividends over time. If they remember 10 to 15% today, they're going to have that going into tomorrow. And before you know it, one kid is the CEO of a major Wall Street bank, and the other kid uh, is not. And that all comes down to naps. Now, naps are golden time and they're good for your kids. So not only can you use it to catch up on whatever it is that you've been neglecting because your kid is is pulling on your shirt the whole time, now it's good for them. You make them take a nap. You catch up on all of the shows that you've been missing. For me, it's House of Cards. It's inappropriate, but that's what I like. So when my kids nap, that show comes on and it's good for them. Uh, researchers found that kids who took at least four naps a week had a significantly easier time memorizing and learning information than those who only took occasional naps. A lot of studies have shown that our brain needs regular sleep to repair cells and consolidate memories. 
you replenish all of the glycogen in your brain. That's true, of course, at any age. You need to be getting enough sleep. It's maybe our number one topic on all of our shows is the importance of sleep. I think we're going to do a podcast dedicated just to sleep. We have a good friend that we just hooked up with, Dr. Bruce. If you're not familiar with Dr. Bruce, the guy is a uh, he's a sleep guru. I mean, he, he is the doctor of sleep. He is the, the man when it comes to that. A whopping 90% of a toddler's brain capacity develops before age five. So make sure that as your kids are aging, they're getting plenty of naps. Until age five, you get them an hour-long nap every single day. We skip naps all the time. I'm not saying this from a place of, of superiority. We skip naps all the time. But it turns out we now have an excuse to do it. And just think of all the stuff you can get done when they're napping. Well, anyway, guys, I, uh, I think that's about all I have in me for parenting today. Um, I, uh, I, I have a hard time balancing my life. I, I think you guys, I think everybody can, can relate to that. I hope that some of the stuff you guys learned today will help you at least know that there's a more intelligent way of, or a reason to keep your kid away from the screens, a more intelligent way to get your kid to eat vegetables than, than just adding more butter and cheese by, by making them into a smiley face to really, really invest in our kids in the smartest way possible. Bottom line though, is there's no wrong way to parent your kids. As long as you're parenting them with love, you know, find, get to know them, spend time with them. The most important thing you could ever do is invest in your kids, uh, with, with your time and your attention and your affection. So that's all we got for today. Uh, I'm actually getting ready to go out of town and I'll take you guys with me. We are of course going to meet with, and this is no joke, all of the suppliers that make SlimFast uh, happen. All of the suppliers for the snacks and the, and the powders and the ready to, ready to drink little drinks that you can take with you anywhere you go. That is our commitment to understanding the what goes into SlimFast. It is a brand new formula. Advanced Nutrition has all of the fiber and protein that we have talked about. And SlimFast, of course, is still clinically proven to help you lose weight. Losing weight is hard. I have struggled with my weight my whole life. I, uh, I, SlimFast is a great way of getting the kind of snacks and calories and nutrition you need in easy and convenient ways. One of the hardest things I do when I travel is trying to find food that I can eat as I'm traveling. Well, SlimFast, I, I, I mean, I get, I get a lot of it for free. I, you, those packs, they're, they're totally travelable. Little 100-calorie snacks you can throw in your bag. It's, it's an amazing product. Uh, we believe in what they're doing. And again, obviously, if you can eat nothing but sp- but spinach and olive oil all day, eat spinach and olive oil all day. I get it. That's, that's great. But if you struggle to eat salads, if you struggle to find ways to travel well with food without, without getting those random calories, SlimFast, the SlimFast program is clinically proven to help you lose weight. You can get them, uh, I think you can get them online now, but you can definitely get them Walmart, Target, basically everywhere you would go to the grocery store, you can get SlimFast. So check out SlimFast today. And thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to rate comment and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your shows or your podcast shows. And uh, our, once again, it's at John Tesh, who is not here today, but sick at Gib Gerard, who is me, who was here today, not sick. Sorry about that. Uh, I'll get sick next week and John can do the show by himself and at Connie Selica or facebook.com slash John Tesh. Check us out. Let us know uh, if you hate us or love us. Thanks.